The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Happy Tuesday. Today is football (laughs) week here at the What We Said podcast because we have a very special, beautiful, glowing guest. Miss Allison Cooch. Hello. Welcome. (laughs) How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for coming. That was a great introduction. Oh, thanks. We're not going to tell them anything else about you. You guys you, know. You guys know. She needs no introduction. But we're excited to get into lots of stuff today. We were just talking for 30 minutes. Leif was setting up the cameras. We couldn't stop <laughs> stop talking. So we're ready to get into lots and lots of stuff. First of all, how's Scotty? How's the postpartum life currently? Love Scotty. She's like the light of my life. Um, it's crazy, like, seeing her smile. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm happy for the day. Uh, but aside from that, postpartum has been a lot rougher than I expected. And I was like, oh, pregnancy for me was a breeze. I know it's not for you, Chelsea. Sorry. No, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Triggering you. I'm like, it was great. <laughs> I want to be pregnant all the time. But, um, yeah, pregnancy was great and, like, never got sick. And then birth was great. And then postpartum, like, two weeks after birth, it was like, oh, shit. So now it's been a little rough, but it's okay. We're thinking anxiety meds today. Love that. (laughs) I feel like everyone has like one out of three. I think we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Or is that like not a statistic, but something that people say is like between pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, like usually one of them is... Mm-hmm. It's it's unlikely that everything's just going to go absolutely perfectly. So it's usually yeah. like one of them is kind of rough. So I think you need I don't know one rough part to kind of help you through the chan- transition into motherhood. So it's yep. like for me, I was just so happy pregnancy was over. Like at, mm-hmm. when I gave birth, I was like, this is the best day of my life. So it was like you either have to go through it when you're pregnant, like oh my gosh, I'm so like physically this is crazy, or your birth is crazy, and you're just like oh my gosh. One of them has to be hard for you to be like, okay, my life is changing. You yeah. Know? I kind of agree with that because when I got home from the hospital and like I had not had my colon infection, but oh, when, no. I, when I was home from the hospital, I was like, wow, like that was like, it went so quick. Like I was pregnant. It was great. I went into my C-section. It was great. Mm-hmm. Like recovery. Great. And I was like, oh, like I have a human. <laughs> and then shit hit the fan. I was like, oh, okay, we're transitioning. So. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Oh, there's going to be, yeah, something hard about something <laughs> yeah. at some point, I feel like with all of that. I want to get like way more into postpartum and motherhood and stuff, but let's kind of like rewind a little bit. How far along pregnant were you? I announced I was 15 weeks. Okay. So I think 16. I think that was a week after. That was pretty soon after you yeah. announced. I was wondering, now that I'm pregnant, I'm trying to like Line up. Understand. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm way smaller than Allie was. (laughs) No, I was more thinking you were literally thriving and glowing, and I am not yet. So, but yeah, so we did that. We just had random stuff, but yeah, it was through social media. Yeah. I feel like Orange County is like a, like the influencer, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. I feel like the, like, group is kind of small, or like, you know, a lot of other Orange County people who like do social media. It's true. Yeah. It's not like LA. I remember when so I, many. well, you've actually, maybe when I followed you, you did not live here. I don't remember. You've lived a lot of, <laughs> you, were, you were moving <laughs> a lot, a of, lot of places. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we wanted to ask you actually, with social media, when did you start posting? Did you pull up from TikTok? Is that what, yeah, where TikTok. it all happened? Mm-hmm. From posting about like NFL life? Yeah. I 
I think I, I posted like a day in the life or like me being with an NFL player because I was like, oh, people think that's interesting. And oh my God, the haters came for my throat. So I was like, oh, instead of responding like, oh my God, no, that's not true. I'm a very sarcastic person. So I started responding very satirical mm-hmm. in a satirical way. And then that's when it kind of grew from that. That makes sense. I feel like you did lean into like yeah. the joke I feel like, of it. Yeah, I feel like in the first like, year or two on TikTok, I definitely was very like, oh, gold digger, like day in the life, spending my husband's money. And I feel like now it's been, I definitely sprinkle that in, but I think now it's more like, hey, this is actually just my life. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you gotta just go dig in. Yeah. (laughs) Dig in, lean into the joke. I I feel like that is, that's what the most successful people I know Mm -hmm. do is Mm -hmm. like literally play into all of it. Yeah. And then with, like, the jokes, I started to reveal more about my actual life. And then people were like, oh, okay, she's funny. She's <laughs> like, actually, maybe they don't we'll think stick that. around. <laughs> yeah. They're like, mm. Well, I feel like you also do share very, like, vulnerable stuff, too, mixed in there, which is probably why people, like, mm-hmm. relate to you. Because yeah. your lifestyle isn't necessarily relatable being with an NFL player and, you know. Right. But you also show, I feel like, the hardships of, like, oh, we have to move and, like, he got yeah. released, like things that maybe people, other people wouldn't share. There's a very, like, you have to walk the line between, like, I have to walk the line of showing my life and, like, the sad moments, like, the moving, like, complaining about that stuff. But I can't complain too much because people will be like, oh, you're too rich to, like, have a sad life mm-hmm. or your life is so great. Like, I'm over here doing X, Y, and Z, which totally, like, I definitely don't have, like, this horrible life, but I can still go through hard things. And I think that's where I have to walk the line of sharing, not oversharing, but I don't have a relatable life at all. Cause yeah. like not a lot of people are in the NFL. So well, yeah. I'm not in the NFL, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my husband. But that's what's, we were just talking about like some people that we follow that get a lot of hate for, for like portraying an unrealistic life. But it's like, that is what's interesting about life is that there are people who do all sorts of things Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is unrealistic to you personally, but that's what makes it fun to watch. Like that's why I like social media. Yeah, I'm like, I'm watching nurse content. Like I'd never want to be a nurse. I'd never thought of like blood scares me. Like that's not my forte, but I like to watch the content. So I feel like if people all made relatable content, I feel like you wouldn't want to watch. It wouldn't be interesting. Just watch someone else live the same life you're living like every day. That would be freaky. Yeah, social media is kind of in a weird place right now where I see a lot of people saying like, oh, you're not relatable anymore. I'm like, that's fine. Then just unfollow them Mm -hmm. and go and follow somebody that you like more closely like like their content or whatever. Vibe with. Yeah. Yeah. I think there need like, and this is everybody's own responsibility for who they're following. It's like you can follow a balance of people who make you feel, you know. Right. Related, you know, you can relate to them and it validates your feelings. Then also you can have a plethora of other content creators that you follow that do completely different things than you it's yeah. and it's all it it's all how it's presented too because again I think like your kind of satire or satirical approach to all of that is I don't know you're you're it makes you more likable in my opinion and like mm-hmm. more relatable because you are just kind of showing everything all across the board but again yeah people are kind of in charge of who they follow and what they yeah. if they don't like it then it's they just need to not follow, <laughs> you just know? don't follow me. I feel like the outward perception of an NFL wife is, like, very bougie, like, spending a lot of money, staying at home with the kids, which there definitely is that. And that, like, some people just make a lot more in their NFL contract. 
but I don't think people have ever seen an F- NFL player that might not be in the higher end of contracts. So we live a little bit more of a humble life compared to like Tom Brady. Like, yeah. How right, much has right. he made in his career? I have no idea. So I feel like people don't really get to see that aspect because on like on TV, you're not looking at like a, I'm not going to say mediocre. That sounds really bad. But like you're not looking at somebody who is, I don't know. Like Just lives living, a more normal life than yeah. like yeah. these superstars who are like right. mega, mega famous. Yeah, yeah, we see like the six superstars of the NFL and their right. lives and they're on commercials all the time and blah, blah, blah. So, it's, yeah. but there's so many people that play in the NFL. Right. Like ESPN's not like, oh, here's a guy who's like made it to year seven, yeah. but like been on minimums every year. Like, let's do a story on him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. don't. They're not that doing that. makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what's kind of cool about social media is that it gives the opportunity to for people to like right. share their lives and their stories. When, you know, they're maybe not going to get coverage otherwise, but yeah. We're going to jump into an ad to talk about Just Thrive Probiotics. We love Just Thrive here at the What We Said podcast. We had Tina on our podcast to talk all about gut health. She talked about the importance of a good probiotic and why Just Thrive's probiotics specifically um, are very helpful. And I have been using Just Thrive ever since, honestly, especially during my pregnancy. I've made it a priority to take my probiotic every day so that, you know, it gets to the baby. And also I sprinkle it in cases, um, food or drinks sometimes. Like if he has a smoothie, I'll sprinkle it in there. He doesn't even notice. And it's just good all around. Let's face it. Life can be stressful. It can be overwhelming. And it's just not your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense and anxious. Stress can also make a mess of your digestion and your immune system too. But here's the thing. Your life doesn't have to be a constant downpour. So that's where Just Calm comes in. The breakthrough new stress soothing formula from Just Thrive. So say goodbye to frazzled nerves and hello to a steady, serene, and more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. Like Chelsea mentioned, we love, love, love our Just Thrive probiotics. They also came out with gummy ones. And those have been the ones I've been taking just because I haven't been really wanting to like take pills lately just when I haven't been feeling well. So the gummies are absolutely amazing. They're spore based and they can help with like bloat, constipation and just your gut health overall. So right now when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use promo code what we said, you can get 20% off a 90 day bottle of Just Thrive probiotic and Just Calm. That's like getting a month for free. And a portion of every purchase goes to Vitamin Angels, a nonprofit organization that saves the lives of millions of children and moms to be around the world by ensuring they get their vitamins and minerals they need to stay healthy and strong. So to learn more about this groundbreaking company, do not miss our episode with Tina. It's called Trust Your Gut, and it was a really, really good episode. And take control today with Just Thrive. Go check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A very common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right, but sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone at all, um, especially the relationship you have with yourself. I know I've had a lot of um, light bulb moments in therapy that have helped me with you know, how I feel towards myself. And that also helps me in all of my other relationships as well, kind of um, with my communication or, you know, if you love yourself a little more, you're going to set better boundaries. You're going to communicate a little better. It's just a great domino effect. And I have personally benefited greatly from therapy. So if this is something that you're struggling with, this is a, this is a great place for you to start. 
I feel like sometimes when you hear the word therapy, you think maybe it's reserved for people who have experienced really severe or major trauma in their lives or things like that. But I feel like therapy can be beneficial for a lot of different types of people, can just empower you to be the best version of yourself and move forward in life. Maybe learn some new skills to set you up for your future better. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's also really nice because you definitely want to find someone that you fit with and vibe with. And yeah, you can switch at any time. So become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash what we said today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash what we said. I love it. I just feel like you and Isaac are just, you're such a good duo. And I feel like it's very clear also, which is probably why you guys are so successful. Like just that you guys are friends like you're good for your best friends Mm -hmm. and I feel like just your banter and your vibe together is just I just love it I I think that's the best type of relationship is like being each other's best friends because I mean how long have you guys been together with your husbands like eight Eight years years. yeah okay yeah so Isaac and I met when we were 19 we've been together for nine years and like above all else he's definitely my best friend like Mm -hmm. we were joking the other day like we could just never get divorced because we're best friends yeah yeah (laughs) we don't really talk about divorce (laughs) yeah yeah but it it gets down to a point where like you definitely go through ebbs and flows of your relationship but at the end of the day like he is my best friend so if I have a good day I want to talk to him if I have a bad day I want to talk to him if he's pissing me off I still want to be like god Isaac pissed me off yeah yeah because it's just like your person yeah I love that. My favorite thing to say to Nick when he's bothering me is, you're really bothering me today. <laughs> and then he says it I once I you're to pissing me, me off. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you are really bothering me today. He's like, Chelsea, if I said that to you, I'm like, I would be in a puddle. I'd be like, what? No, literally. If Isaac ever said that, like, pray for yeah. him. Yeah, it's a double standard and I stand by that. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. Oh, 100%. If Leif does the slightest, like... <laughs> He, I feel like he is just such a, like, sweetie that if mm-hmm. he does anything that's, like, <laughs> even remotely sassy, like, this is I'm, like, character for you. Yeah, yes. I'm, like, whoa, what are we doing here? Like, this is really interesting. He's, like, what? <laughs> Literally perfect. Yeah. Except for the comment it just made. Exactly. How, okay, how do girls find their Isaac? Let's get into how to, how to train your husband because <laughs> Isaac posts a lot of content, like, I guess you should kind of explain. I feel like... Some of the content he's been posting lately is like about the mental load of like right. like carrying the mental load in a relationship and being like, I'm gonna like make these soups and freeze them for when she gets stuff like that where girls yeah. are like, like where did like you yeah him? is where he on some kind of forum? Did he take classes <laughs> yeah, or did you train him? He's on eBay, <laughs> <laughs> linked on my Amazon store friend. Yeah, no, but um, it's crazy because we grew up together. So when I first met Isaac, he was actually not a very emotional person, and that's something that always bothered me because I'm a like. Growing up in my household, like, you cried when you were sad, you laughed, whatever. And Isaac just, I I guess he grew up in not a non-emotional household, but he just didn't know how to, like, portray his emotions or, like, he wasn't super lovey-dovey. I don't know, like, what changed in him, but I feel like when we got married, it was more like, okay, now we're a family, we're a unit. How somebody can find an Isaac, I just don't lessen your standards or, like, don't lower your standards because there's somebody out there. Like, the person that you're trying to make who you want them to be is just like, he's a lost cause. Like, it's so this true. is your sign, ladies. Like, get rid of him. Yeah. But I feel like you also have to invest in your relationship. So if somebody's not apt to like, or like open to change, 
I feel like I'm contradicting myself. I'm like, don't change a man, but like. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a great point. And I think that that is, it's hard to, you can't teach this, but maybe it's just if you have a good judge of character or not. Mm -hmm. But you can tell when somebody, even if they're not being perfect and they have flaws like everybody does. You can tell when someone has a good heart and when like they good are intentions. willing to, yeah, how they apologize. Yep. You do get an argument, like how they argue, how they communicate, how they learn from it, if they change afterwards. Like you don't have to find the perfect person as, you know, on your first right. date. As but they are. You can tell. And I don't know if you can like teach people to see that, but. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it, it is in like the disagreements and like arguments. You start to realize, okay, this person doesn't really care how I feel. Yeah. Somebody just said it was. I think it was Jenna Palak. She was like, oh, yeah, like, don't, when you're arguing, are you listening to defend yourself or are you listening to, like, actually hear what the person is saying? And I feel like that's, like, a telltale sign. Like, if I have a problem with Isaac, I'm going to tell him. And if he's getting defensive, I'm like, stop getting defensive and (laughs) just listen to what I'm saying. And, yeah, you can tell if somebody's doing it on purpose or if they're not. Yeah. And you can tell, I feel like, if someone really... Yeah, just is invested in you and loves you and wants to make it work with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also like key number one, because of course you're going to have, like you said, like ebbs and flows or like disagreements. But at the end of the day, if your partner wants to be with you and really wants to work it out, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's funny whenever I see a video of like a husband doing something nice for his wife, I always send it to Isaac. I'm like, oh, this is like, <laughs> this is so cute. Sweet. Yeah. Here's some new ideas. <laughs> yeah. Maybe send it to your boyfriend and see how he reacts. And if he's like, oh, that's cheesy, then leave mm-hmm. him. But also, I, I think you made a good point about like kicking them to the curb if they're like kind of just a lost cause. Like if you're constantly trying to make them right. someone they're not, especially if you're only dating, it's like, Girl, they might not because have mm-hmm. you have you guys seen the video on TikTok that's like the empty stocking or whatever? Empty stocking. Mm-mm, you didn't no. see that during Christmas time? Mm-mm. It was like this husband. It went pretty viral, but it was basically he didn't fill up his wife's stocking for oh, Christmas. That's, oh, maybe yes, I noticed something. I did like see that. that. And like he was kind of he was the one videoing he's like oh like why is your stocking empty and she's like yeah. I don't know like huh and all the kids were like laughing with him and stuff and I'm telling on himself but it was weird because he was recording it yeah. yeah but basically it was like he was making her the butt of the joke for like him not you know yeah. pulling through and whatever and I was gonna say I feel like also in a relationship like you have to make your your standards and your expectations very clear like I feel like if that happened to me which I it wouldn't but I feel like if I <laughs> had like a few kids and Leif just dropped right. the ball on like all these different occasions I would be like no this is not okay yeah. like this makes me feel so you know what I mean just being very forthright about like right this does not make me feel loved or seen like I always go above and beyond for whatever it is mm-hmm. and like this really hurts me yes. I feel like being very open about that is you know, not how to train them or, but sometimes like maybe they're not as emotional or they're not as clued right. into certain things. And it's like, it's not an excuse, but I feel like they got to learn at some point. And, oh yeah. And it goes back to the open hearted thing. Like if you can tell if they're open and they're willing to learn how they react to you bringing up like something, a want or a need that you have that maybe they weren't aware of before, if they're acting, like you said, like that's dumb. I don't know that Husbands yeah. don't do that, blah, blah, blah. <gasps> then, yeah, I'm that's so not terrified. something you want to deal with. That's when you're like, okay, you're a lost cause. But if right. they're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know. It's okay. It, I've dropped the ball on so many things. It's like if we held ourselves to that standard, like we have to be perfect all the time. But 
You have to be willing to change. Yeah. So it's almost like finding a guy that's open to change, but you're not like begging him mm -hmm. to change. Yes. Because I feel like there's some just like instinctual things in a girl's mind that you might see the way he treats his mom. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a red flag. Like, no, like you're, he's never going to treat you any differently than like if he's calling his mom a bitch, he's probably going to call you a bitch. Yeah. Like it, it's True. kind of like that. But in terms of like change, hey, like this kind of bothered me. Is he apt to change the next time? Because mm -hmm. I feel like becoming a parent, me and Isaac have, it's a huge learning curve. Yeah. And so even just like breastfeeding, I've been like, okay, I'm waking up every night to breastfeed. Like you're waking up to also like change her diaper because I'm not going to be doing X, Y, and Z all alone. He's like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And if he was like, no, that doesn't make sense. And I have to kick him the curb. Yeah. <laughs> have to then he's gone. Sayonara. <laughs> yeah. No, is he, so is he on daddy duty right now? Yeah. <laughs> is he babysitting? He's babysitting. Yeah. Babysitting his child right yeah, now? Yeah, he's babysitting right Slay now. Slay Isaac. It's like about being a team. It really is. I can't I imagine like. leaving her with him and having to give him instructions. No, That would I bother me that. so much. Like, I have left on, when we went on tour, like, I would leave Case with Nick every time. And I'm like, the fact that if I don't talk to them for hours, I feel totally right. fine being like, hey, how's it going? And I know that. He's not like, how do I clean his bottle? Like, how do I do this? <laughs> how much does he eat? Yeah. Like, how many diaper changes a day? Yeah. I just feel like those things would definitely bother me, which not everybody is going to be bothered by that. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, half the weight. Yeah. Like, I carried her yeah. for nine months. You can carry her for the yeah, next Yeah, I'm months. carrying all the weight right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, my titties are keeping her <laughs> yeah. alive. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's so true. And I feel like it's not necessarily, yeah, none of it's necessarily teachable, but it's just about finding a good Right. A good person mm -hmm. to be with that loves you and wants the best for you truly mm -hmm. and doesn't invalidate your feelings if you say, right, whatever, A, B, and, and C. I feel like almost changing is like, hey, this is a better way to love me. And if they don't want to like love you in that way, then that's when you realize it. Then yeah. It's not even about change. It's like, hey, this bothers me or like I can be better loved in this way. And hopefully they would want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think some, okay, we might be getting too deep into like <laughs> attachment <laughs> styles here, but I feel like you have to also be aware of your own tendencies with dating or relationships where it's like some girls genuinely, they're like, why do I always go after the bad guy? Because even when me and Nick started dating and we were getting more serious, like when we would get into arguments, I would be like, I am, a, you know, fiery fighter. I like to argue sometimes just <laughs> for the sake of arguing. Exactly. <laughs> and so we would be like in an argument, I'd be kind of getting heated and he would kind of just accept and be like okay I'm really sorry that you felt that. like what can I do to change and I'd be like taking it back I'm like whoa I thought we were just gonna go back and forth here right. like he and then we leave like I mean, stay mad I was like so shocked by him being you know <laughs> like, like a nice guy like, yeah. who was open to understanding like my feelings and I was like oh I have just gotten used to and liked you know this like back and forth right. you know what I mean like my tendencies of like you know whatever attachment styles or whatever you want to call even it even just what you're comfortable with like what exactly. you start to become comfortable what with. you start mm -hmm. accepting and so if you are someone who's like why do I always go for the bad guys like why can't I find a nice guy they're there you probably just stop being attracted to them once they're nice to you you're like oh oh definitely know. I feel like Isaac was overly nice and kind of gave me the ick for a minute Same. and I was like why yeah. am I doing that when you first <laughs> yeah. met him were you like you were icked? No. <laughs> you were icked? You were icked? No. no I, I mean, were you like, oh, I like really like him? Or were you like, okay, we could be friends? Or what was the vibe when oh, you Oh, no, first I like met? fell in love day one. Really? But then in a few weeks into our relationship, he was always just so like nice. And he was raised in Georgia. So like he had like the Southern hospitality. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
oh, wow, I, I deserve this. Yeah. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I can never not be with Isaac because I don't think I could ever go back to what I had dated before him. Exactly. That's how I felt as well. I was like, That's well, at first know. I'm like, oh my That's gosh, good. like, this is what I deserve. Then after a while, I'm like, do I deserve this? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, need I don't to right now, actually. I don't think I deserve I'm this. Like, this postpartum rage might rise. Yeah. Yeah. Just silent. Therapy session over. Well, and that's also going into like transitioning into being pregnant and then, ha- you know, having a baby and mm-hmm. postpartum, especially when it's such like a tender time. And then you also have this baby to take care of. Having a good partner is literally make life break. changing. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. make or break. Like having that person there to support you and who wants to support you because it's, you're going to go through it no matter what, whatever right. you're going through. But if you have the right person with you, it makes it so much less heavy. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I can, I say this all the time. Like if I was ever grateful for my husband to lose his job, like it, it was this time. Yeah. Because had he had not lost his job, one, I wouldn't have been able to be in California. I would have been in Vegas where I just, I had like one or two like girlfriends and they're very new girlfriends. So I feel like I wouldn't have felt comfortable like pulling out my tit in front of them. Yeah. So like I probably would have locked myself in my house, but also he would have been at practice every day. So all the stuff that I went through with like not only a C-section recovering from that, but like then I had an infection in my colon and I like could not move. I had like a 102 fever. I could not imagine doing all that alone. And like, he's just at practice like, oh yeah, like, I'm so sore from practice. <laughs> I would have like, yeah. It would have been very difficult. With NFL life, like, not to go backwards. We'll go back into the motherhood thing in a second. But is that, I don't even know, like, the right question to ask. But I feel like that could be potentially hard on just, it's a a hectic lifestyle. Like, I'm constantly moving. Like, has that been hard on your relationship at times or been like, okay, like, I'm, or do you, are you, do you guys feel like you just kind of move as this unit where it's like, we signed up for this together? Like, we're just... We're I feel like it. for the most part, it's like, we're definitely a unit. Like, we're doing this together. We've never thought about doing long distance, like, while married. Some yeah. couples do, and it works for them, but I just have never wanted to do that. So it's always like, we're a unit, but that's not to say, like, there haven't been times where I say, like, oh my God, I, like, I think this year I said it because I was pregnant and emotional. I was like, I'm, I, I moved to this place for you. And he was like, dang, like that kind of like hurt me because yeah, yeah like I guess I, I, you are here because of me. So you don't want to feel like they have resentment towards you for it. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's when he realizes like, okay, emotionally, I have to like make sure my wife is okay at home because we are in this new city and like, I'm just kind of forcing her to be not really forcing, but in a way, yeah, like mm-hmm. making her be in this place. So him being open to like how I'm feeling definitely makes all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you guys moved since you've been married? I think it's like 11 or 12. Oh, that's wild. And, <laughs> and you're about to like move again. You guys have a yeah. lot of stuff too. Maybe it's just accumulated over the years, but mm-hmm. we uh, had, it's not like you're in your dorms and you're trying to move like a bed or two. No, we. I wish I could live the minimal lifestyle. It's just yeah. not me. But we had like a pod sitting in Ohio for the past year and it just got shipped to like our lake house in Texas. And Isaac took everything out and he was like oh wow we have this we have that and we're like I don't even remember that yeah so I'm looking forward to the day he does retire just to like set down roots because I feel like that's something that I've been struggling with now like having a baby I'm like I want mom friends like I want to be able to like have play dates and like have her grow up in a very stable Mm. place like that which she won't kind of understand that for like a few more years so we have time 
But I want to have like that stable life of, okay, these are my girlfriends. Like these are our couple friends. This is like my go-to coffee shop. And we just haven't had that stability yet. But we we choose to not have a stability. So that's where on social media, I have to like go backwards. I'm like, we have chose to do that. (laughs) So I can't complain too much. Yeah. But it is, grass is always greener. Right. Because some people, they're like, I need to mix this up. I've been doing the same thing for years, but it always looks better on the other side. I think I'm going to be really sad the day I don't like move because it's been so hectic and chaotic and I think I kind of thrive off of it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be bored. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. You like finally don't have to move. You're like, where should we go next? Isaac's like, Huh? No, literally on Monday, we booked a trip to Cabo and I was like, wait, we shouldn't have done that. So then we canceled it. <laughs> you canceled it? I saw you were going to. Yeah. Oh, I'm so dead. Funny. I'm like, wait, we are moving out of our house. We're going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. And like, I just booked like our daughter's first international trip. I was like, maybe. <laughs> just some I'm kind of stimulation. Cancel that. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, I, I loved the passport content. Of oh my God. Scotty's wait, passport. I'll show you her passport photo after. Stop. <laughs> because you have to have like a baby like open their eyes and she's mm-hmm. only six or seven weeks old. So we make this like very loud noise that she always goes like, like shocked. And so her passport <laughs> photo is like, <laughs> it's like is this baby okay? <laughs> yeah. She's supposed to be coming with you? <laughs> she's gonna look back on it and be like, mom, what the fuck? <laughs> she loves traveling the world with us. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we were... Wait, when is this airing? Next It'll, week. Next week. Okay, so Soon. we were we were invited on a brand trip with Tart, and we were gonna go to Bora Bora, and then Ooh. and that was gonna be her first her first her brand first trip. brand trip. We love that. Um, Get that coin. Scotty. And we we're gonna bring my mom so that like we could me and Isaac could go to all the events. But like the owner of Tart, she was super sweet, and she was like, "Hey, like I know like postpartums are off, but like I still want to invite you guys." So we were thinking about doing it, and then we ended up like accepting working with the NFL this year. So yeah, we're not going to Bora, but we were going to go to Bora Bora. We need to go Cabo. Like, yeah. So now we're working with the Super Bowl. Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh. I'm so jealous. I've been in my NFL era this year. Like I, you grew up watching football. Yeah. My dad like liked football. He went to Michigan state. I went to Michigan state, which is a big football. Like yeah. One school. I did not watch football growing up at all. Like mm-hmm. we like, would watch baseball here and there. Like we played sports, but last year I just saw a TikTok pop up like my memories or whatever. And it was me complaining about my husband watching football. I was like, this is so boring. I'm like, me this year? Like, can you watch Case so I can watch the game? <laughs> like, like, I need to watch the really game. This is really important. Jalen Hurts is playing right now, okay? <laughs> so I'm so jealous you're going to the Super Bowl. It's an atmosphere unlike any other. It is absolutely insane. I don't even care what teams are playing. I mean, obviously, it would be cool yeah. if my husband was playing. But aside from that, like, all the events leading up to it are super cool. And, like, just all these— these companies pour so much money into it. It's absolutely insane. I mean, imagine. not just commercials, but the events, the parties, it's wild. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. Am I stupid? Is it always, is it in a different place? Mm-hmm. All the it's time? in a different place every year, but they do, only do closed stadiums. I okay. assume just to like prevent weather changes. So this year it's in Vegas. Last year it was in Scottsdale. The year before that it was at SoFi. Okay. Okay, I'm going to ask you, because you have the inside scoop, mm-hmm. obviously, you and Isaac, if the NFL is scripted or not. <laughs> no. Do you think that they had it? Like, and if it is, Isaac doesn't have the script. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in on the conspiracy. No. Because you know how they had the colors thing of the oh, yeah. logo? And this year is purple and red. But they're like, oh, so it's going to be the Ravens and the mm-hmm. 49ers, but now it's the Chiefs. I'm like, did they just have to change the script when know, Travis right? started dating Taylor? Did they real yeah, exactly right? They're like, well, now we have to get the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's and like the did you see on TikTok like the cake was already made like 49ers versus the Chiefs? Yeah, 
No. No. It was like the day before the game. Who's Kate? What Kate? It was at like Kroger. I'm like, I'm pretty sure the people at Kroger don't have the script either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All these people. <laughs> they are the people. ones who know everything. Yeah. Right. At yeah. Kroger. Like send it to the grocery store, like cake maker. Yeah. <laughs> that. What is your take on just the Taylor Swift of it all and like how it's affected the NFL? Like, I know there's a lot of discourse around mm-hmm. people being like, this has ruined the NFL. And then obviously a lot of mm-hmm. people and Swifties are like, this is the coolest, best thing ever. I think there's two things about it. One, I think that some social media platforms have just taken it too far, like making it all about, oh my God, this girl's like at the football game. Like, yeah, she's supporting her boyfriend. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And then secondly, I think it's great that like young girls are interested in football and like get to watch it with their dads. Like, I would have loved seeing like somebody I looked up to like Taylor Swift. So I think that everybody that has a problem with it is, I don't know. I think they're just like, like I feel like it's more so like the guys yeah, I'm like you're complaining a lot. Like, are you like? <laughs> yeah, you need to focus on your team winning. Okay. Yeah, Not and I, I'm sure it can definitely be a lot because that's all the NFL is kind of talking about right now. Mm. But it is a really cool thing. Like Taylor Swift is dating I Travis know. Kelsey. It but is I think- weird. Hopefully during the Super Bowl, they won't keep panning to her, but you never I know. Feel like yeah, I'm like, yeah, I hope not. Me <laughs> eats it up every time. I'm like yeah. running in to see. Did they show her yet? <laughs> like, what is she wearing? Yeah. It really is such a cool moment in like just pop culture, sports history, right. I mm-hmm. feel like. So they're just, they're eating it up and we're eating it up. And I'm yeah. hoping that her dating Travis, <laughs> her dating Taylor, <laughs> I hope that her dating him like actually keeps the interest going though. Like, Hopefully, women will feel like they have a place in sports because for so many years, people are like, oh, you like sports? You're a pick-me girl. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate that shit. I'm like, yeah. or I just like sports. I don't have to have, like, this quirk about me. Like, oh, I'm quirky. I like sports. No, it's so just a true. very interesting— If you understand the game, it can be very interesting. And I also feel like sometimes it takes— Speaking from personal experience, sometimes it takes a celebrity dating someone mm-hmm. on a team you like or something to get you invested. Like when Kendall Jenner was dating Devin Booker, that's right. originally why we started getting more invested in the Suns. And now, mm-hmm. like, I don't miss a game. Like, I'm obsessed. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and it's like, that's what keeps it. my interest. Mm-hmm. But now I just actually genuinely really love basketball. And like, I, I actually really enjoy watching. Right. So, like, whatever the hook is. Well, yeah. and me being in it, I love watching football because I'm like, oh, my husband's down there. Like, that's cool. Great tackle. But even more so, now I know more about the wives. I'm like, oh, from an outside perspective, if you see the like behind the scenes of a player's day to day, you might be like, oh, wow, I'm cheering for his team because like, oh, wow, he just had a daughter, blah, blah, blah. You become more invested. And oh, I, that's me. 100%. I think it makes the game fun. Me with Kirk Cousins. I'm like, don't hurt him. <laughs> He's too He's nice. So He's adorable. So he went to Michigan State. I saw a TikTok of this. Did you guys see this? Some of the <laughs> girls, they're like, ran into Kirk Cousins at the gym and they're sitting in a car with him. He's the driver. They're in the passenger seat. They're like, help, why are you in his car? Wait, what do you mean you ran into him at the gym? You're carpooling with him. And they told the story about how they brought him back to their their college class. And he was like, Oh yeah, hop in. It's raining. Like, I'll drive you there because their professor is gonna give them extra credit. I'm like, he is the sweetest, kindest, most <laughs> Gem of a man. Adorable. Like, what? I don't know anything yeah. about this. Wait, that's I so love when Kirk people lore. like yeah. So when you see and I feel like football, it's hard because everybody's wearing a helmet, so it's not like you're seeing their face. Whereas in basketball or baseball, you might see them like more clearly. You're like, oh, that guy's really hot. Like I want to watch yeah. him. But for football, I feel like these guys are on social media, or you see their wife, or like I don't know some Netflix show, and it can make it more interesting. Definitely, for sure. We get so when we. 
find a new player to fix it on, we look at their zodiac sign, their <laughs> yeah. children. Are we compatible? I'm wife. married, but like, are we compatible? <laughs> yeah. Would this work hypothetically? Right. I've had two dreams lately that I've been dating Devin Booker. I'm actually terrified. <laughs> I had a dream I was late to this podcast. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, my, I'm anxious. <laughs> yeah, my, my pregnancy dreams are so vivid. And I have like five a night. Oh, no, wait. Have you had one where you wake up and, and like screaming? No, oh, not one of those yet. Terror. They're always that I. <laughs> oh yeah, I've I've woken up and in my dream I'm like, help, help, and I have to go wake up and turn the lights. Like you can't do that. Oh, oh that's terrifying. Well, at least you can yell in your dreams. I'm like trying to <laughs> just silent. no, but the time you do get a scream out, it's gonna come out like audibly. Real. Oh my god. Late the other night, we're just we're in bed. It's like probably three a.m. and he just goes. <sighs> oh, <laughs> and I literally grab him. I go, what? I'm like, what? He's like, oh. I was having a nightmare. And then the next That's day, he so was like scary. detailing it for me, literally telling me for 10 minutes about this dream. But he was like, the part where I was breathing was like, I knew I had to like, like there was like an intruder basically. And he's uh-huh. like, I knew I had to like go and what, fight him, oh, get him or whatever. No. And he so was, was, like, was him preparing. <laughs> like he's behind the wall with a gun. <laughs> I'm like, geez. It was a jump scare though. Oh, the deepest gosh. breaths. I'm like, I'm terrified. But yeah, I, I swear I have like, I usually don't remember my dreams that well, but mm-hmm. I swear I have like five a night. Like I wake up to mm-hmm. a dream. I and they're not always scary or bad. Like sometimes they're just whatever. But it's I was like at the grocery store. Like, yeah, but yeah. it's like annoying. I'm like, can I sleep? Like, like can I get some REM? Is I've that had when you dream in REM. I don't know. I don't. Know. I think so. I've had pregnancy dreams of giving birth to a adult human being. <laughs> no, because I had, <laughs> I've had those dreams, but it's always me in the hospital on the staircase in the hospital. Oh, just like. And I see the baby coming out, which is weird because I never had a vaginal delivery. So that is why before you gave birth or no, after I've had that dream after. After okay, well for your <laughs> next birth, like, I guess well, you got a premonition. <laughs> Watch out for the, the stairs. stairwell. I'm like getting those contractions, maybe yeah. just in the stairwell. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, I had a dream where I literally gave birth, and it was like a live adult human being, but I couldn't remember the birth. But everyone was like, "Yeah, you gave birth to the." I'm like. I don't remember. I was so sad. But I was like, Wait, how out. are they literally 20 years old? <laughs> I'm so confused. But it's so real in your dream. It's like, oh, I missed my birth. No, and it just makes sense. You're like, well, I guess it did. Yeah, I guess. Why are wow. dreams so realistic? And like telling, I mean, as we're telling them for 10 minutes, but also like talking <laughs> about like, them. I don't care. Talking yeah, no. about them after, it's like, no one so cares. Dumb. Like when I'm, you know, I'll be like, <laughs> and then you were on, and yeah. like, cool. And I'm like, I remember I told a dream on the podcast like a few weeks ago and as I was like telling it I'm like I should be quiet now like like, nobody cares cares about that like it's just simply because you're acting like it's a memory that actually happened to you and then you're like wait this didn't happen so they don't care yeah Yeah. this isn't going to affect their life like the grown baby is no longer here yeah it doesn't exist we are going to jump into an ad to talk about NYX Cosmetics Pro Fix Stick Concealer that's a mouthful And uh, let me tell you, I love these things. I actually have a couple different shades. I have one for concealer for like under my eyes. Then I also have the green one so that if I ever have like discoloration or a blemish or just like an extra red spot, I can kind of even it all out. And you guys, they're only nine bucks each. Okay. So you can maybe instead of getting a really expensive one, you can get a couple and these work so well. I'm literally wearing it right now. I, this is the concealer that I usually use and it's really nice. NYX Cosmetics Pro Fix Stick Concealer comes in 24 pro shades to correct, conceal, and brighten. The color correcting is made easy with six color correctors for all skin tones and 18 complexion shades to conceal and brighten like a pro. 
It contains hyaluronic acid, so it's really skin-loving and works for all skin types, especially if you prep with a nice hydrating primer first. It covers up dark circles, redness, hyperpigmentation, discoloration, all of it. Profix Sticks covers it. It's so pigmented, you don't really need to load it up. It's also really easy and convenient, and they're pretty small, so you can just keep it in your purse for a quick touch-up when you're on the go. And when it's on, it is on for 12 hours, which is amazing. It also has just like a very natural, flawless finish, which we love. It doesn't look super cakey. And you can just build it up. It's buildable, which is also really nice. So get your NYX Cosmetics Pro Fix Stick Concealers at your favorite makeup retailer and at NYXCosmetics.com. Go check it out, ladies. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. And what a great, great thing Squarespace is. We have used this platform for so many different business ventures and projects It is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. I love their website templates. Squarespace has a lot of different templates that you can use for all different sorts of websites, whatever you need. And they're all really, really beautiful, super easy to use, and you don't have to know that much about you know, technology, coding, all that stuff that they just make it really easy for you and it can look really professional. You can easily sell custom merch, create a passive income stream that engages your audience and scales your brand, design your products and production, inventory and shipping are handled for you, which saves you time and money. You can also just sell something that's not a physical product. So if you want to sell a digital product of any kind, whether it's like artwork or photo prints. I sold my presets on my website for years and years and that was powered by Squarespace. They have so many different features that make it, dare I say, fun to start a website because sometimes, you know, working with technology can be an obstacle when you have a side hustle or a business that you're trying to, you know, get off the ground. But with Squarespace, it's so easy because they have, you know, if you have videos that you want to display on your website, showcase your content, they make that easy. They also have Email campaigns that you can set up to easily collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email subscribers, through regular email updates. They have analytics, very easy for you to read so that you can get a good idea of when you're getting the most traffic, where, and all of that very valuable information. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash what we said to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's www.squarespace.com slash what we said. Go check it out. You said your C-section was like a good I experience love my overall. Mm-hmm. When you were telling us about it, I was learning so much. I did not know how fast it was that you were saying like oh, it's, minutes. I want, it was like 15 to 20 minutes. It's, but she was out in the first like 60 seconds. Like from start to finish. Yes. That is crazy to me. Why but, did I think it was mm-hmm. like three-hour operation? Oh, my God. I could not lay away for three hours. No. When you you said something that actually shook me, <laughs> Chelsea and I were talking about it, like, or I think you were the one who said it, how, like, when you look down, like, your stomach's not that far away. Right. But in, if you see, so like, a, in movies, or, like, if you see somebody, like, a picture of them on the operating table, you're like, oh, like, that's down by their stomach. Like, they're down there. But then you look at your stomach, like, Oh, <laughs> it's so close. Like, yeah, I just kept thinking like about right that. Here. Yeah, the curtains. After like, you said that, because I'm like, you, I would, I picture it as like happening like way over here. But it's right. Like, no, I mean, that's it's really. Right there. Like, really you can re- like, with your hands, you can reach down. There. Like you could stop the operation if you wanted to. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But it is <laughs> a little like, bit stop. further than you're like. <laughs> it's a little bit further than you realize, though, because it's like right 
Like, I wouldn't yeah. feel comfortable showing anybody unless I had a really good bikini wax. <laughs> but, like, it's, like, really down there. Yeah. They That's are actually, low. I feel like lately, any of my friends who've had a C-section, the scar is so low and, like, very non-detectable. I'm like, wow, I didn't yeah. realize. Mm-hmm. I think because it is so low, it just, like, wouldn't show really unless, really ever, unless you're naked, right? And yeah, maybe like, wearing a certain swimsuit. Yeah. No. Not even. That's a risky swimsuit. <laughs> That's a risky one? Yeah. <laughs> like, Birthday we're showing a little too much then. Yeah. Yeah, it's super low, which is great, though, because I feel like that was the one thing I was like, oh, I don't, well, I wanted the experience of a vaginal delivery, but... If I couldn't have that, I was like, well, the scar, like, that sucks. But you can't really see the scar. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel now? Wait, how many months are you? One and a half month postpartum? Yeah. Sorry, I'm like, how old are you? You're like, how many months do you? I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I already gave birth. How many months are you? You're like (laughs) 2,700. So are you feeling like on a scale of one to 10? I don't, that's hard to do. But how much are you feeling like back to kind of Are you feeling like shit or no? (laughs) Like, are you talking about like mental or physical? Maybe both. both. Because physical, I started working out, which the first workout was rough. I was on it walking in incline, like, (sighs) like it was rough. But like you just went to the gym and did mm -hmm. something? Okay. Yeah. But now I feel way back to normal in terms of physical. So I'm super grateful for that because my incision doesn't hurt. It's like kind of numb. It's a weird sensation when I touch it, but. I mean, I don't really touch, don't touch yeah. my body that much. <laughs> yeah. no. I don't really rub down there that much. <laughs> no. In terms of mental, mental, I feel like I was great, great, great. And then there was a random day where I was like, oh, wow, I feel like nothing. I feel emotionless. And Isaac was like, oh, like, you must be having a hard day. Like, I'll take the baby. And I was like, no, no, no. I Like, she's the only thing that's making me, like, feel anything right now. So I kind of dealt with a little bit of like postpartum anxiety. I'm like a little bit of postpartum. I'm like, there was definitely a week where I was crying every day. And it was more so like, I don't feel anything. It's not anything to do with my daughter, which I'm grateful for. Because I look at her and I'm like, I love her. I want to take care of her. She was the only thing that actually brought me any emotion. But in terms of like looking forward to stuff, I stopped looking forward to things. And then Isaac would say, oh, like, let's get out of the house and like go for a walk. And I'm like, no, I just want to like lay in bed. And that's when I knew it was starting to get bad. And then I talked to my hairdresser. I was like, I'm depressed. She was like, oh, you should get medicated. And I was like, is that something to look down on? Like, I don't know. I never look down on people that are medicated, but I never thought I was going to get to that point. It's just an unknown. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a fear of mine was like, oh, if I get on these, I'll never get off of them. But I guess if they're helping, like, why would I want to get off of them? So definitely. So you're on some medication now. Yeah. And it's, so. is it helping or is it does it take a second to like kick in? So I'm, I'm on day five and they say it takes like two weeks. Okay. So I'm like, you like take a half a pill for a few days and then you start to take the whole pill. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But I feel like already a little bit better. That's good. But I've always dealt with anxiety. So I don't know how like these change. Like, are they just going to make me stop worrying about things? Yeah. If they do, that's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. You, did you feel anxious in your pregnancy? Not no, as much. no. Mm. And I was super lovey-dovey, emotional. I was, like, I was like, wow, I never thought like you loved me until you got pregnant. And like, <laughs> wow, like you really loved me. Now he's like, you are just like the opposite of mm. emotional. It's funny because he'll be like, oh, like, can I have a hug? And I'm like, I honestly don't want to. <laughs> and he's like, God bless you. Like, God bless him because he is very receptive and he's so supportive in the aspect. Like, he's like, okay, did you take your medication? Like, do you need water? Like, I'll fill up your water. Mm-hmm. Like, go take your meds. And I can't imagine if he was the type of guy that didn't believe in anxiety. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yikes. Yeah, we, that be hard. We listened to something, or we I think we talked to friends, and the husband 
Oh, it was another podcast. On that podcast, a girl was talking about taking anxiety meds and the husband was like, I'm so grateful for them because it like brought my wife back. And especially postpartum. And Isaac was like, that's when it really switched. Like, oh, wow, these could definitely help. So then he was like, okay, go go talk to somebody about that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I just just kind of back to the good partner thing. I feel like, Mm -hmm. gosh, there's so much. And I haven't gone through birth or postpartum or any of that. But even just IVF and pregnancy, it's like same type of like hormones and like shifts. And I'm just like, oh, it's it's really imperative that you have someone that's just even if they can't understand, they mm-hmm. at least they understand that you are going through something. They understand that like they don't cushion. understand. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes. I can only imagine during IVF because I don't know why, but I feel like the outward perspective of men is that they like, oh yeah, like I'll have a baby, but they're not like excited to have a baby. So like seeing your IVF journey, I'm like, oh, it's so cute them like doing shots together. But obviously like you guys are married, like he wants a baby, you yeah. want a baby. But I'm sure there are women out there that don't have that supportive partner. So they're like kind of doing it alone. I can't imagine that. I can't no. either. You I, have to have like some kind of support or like the village of it mm-hmm. all. Like you need to have that with whatever you're going through, especially because sometimes you don't know when it's going to happen. Like when right. the ball's going to drop, when you're going to start feeling like emotionally unstable, right. especially after you have the kid. It's like, okay, it's no longer just like I can just disappear for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now I have to take care of this person. Like I need someone to take care of me. Right. Yeah. It's almost like, especially breastfeeding. I tell this to Isaac all the time. I'm like, I'm taking, I, I'm feeding her. I'm taking care of her. So I need you to like, you're always doing the diapers. You're always feeding me. You're mm-hmm. always giving me water. Cause like essentially you taking care of me is taking care of her. Yeah, exactly. So that's the best way to describe it. And doing what you can do. Mm-hmm. I think especially postpartum, it's so, there's so many emotions and it's, it is so connected to your physicality as well because yeah. your body just went through so much. And I don't, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor, so I don't <laughs> know what hormones, but I've seen so many things about how many hormones are just like stripped from you all at the it's same time. It's like the time. biggest hormonal drop. Yeah. And so you're just through. like, oh my gosh, like I used to have this baby inside of me. Now this baby is outside of me. Mm-hmm. So I want it to be as close to me as possible. But also sometimes I get overwhelmed and I want to get, I have, I feel like real life is coming back in. So I feel like I have to go do stuff, but in order yeah. to do that stuff, it's <laughs> like this whole list. I remember one day, like probably like two months postpartum, I was just like, okay, the newborn bliss bubble is like kind of over. I have to get back into real life. That was a tough part. Yeah. And you're like the list now that I have to get one thing that used to be so simple done is oh so God. complex. Like I was explaining it to Nick and he was like literally like tearing up. I'm like, I feel so overwhelmed. I'm like, I in order to go to the gym to take care of myself, I have to make sure I pump so that mm-hmm. you can give him a bottle while I'm gone. And then in order to have like an hour and a half to be gone, I have to do this, this, this. It's like right. in my head and it's nothing anyone can help me with. I just have to do it because That's I'm the That's the overwhelming mother. part yeah. is that he, like Isaac can't like, pump his breath yeah Yeah. (laughs) wouldn't that be nice (laughs) yeah right so I think that's the difficult part that there is so much mental load on a woman that I'm I'm grateful that Isaac is like okay the mental load of like our house being clean or Mm -hmm. like your water bottle being full or like going in grocery shopping like take that off my mental load so I can worry about this new mental load that I have no idea like what I'm doing but I gave birth during like Christmas time I gave birth on the 9th of December and I didn't talk on social media about giving birth. And I'm so grateful I didn't because it really allowed me to be in that bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like it wasn't even real life. Like, we were waking up, just laying in bed, like, going back to sleep. It was great. And then when I announced, I was like, okay, now it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But then after, you know, like, the like de- 
like depressive time where everybody goes back to work and back to school yeah. like in yeah. January, that hit hard, hard mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, everyone's returning to their normal life. I don't even know what my new normal is. So that was really hard too. Yeah. The expectations start coming in mm-hmm. of like what you should be doing. And yeah. And then I, you see everybody on social media, like ballerina farms is like at Miss America. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm crying on the toilet right now. So we are in very different places. Mm-hmm. So many people like hated on her for that. I'm like, if she can do it, like go after go it. Off. But yeah. that is not me. Also, that's her eighth child. Like, she's had plenty of practice. She like, knows, yeah. Especially with your first. Well, at least, I mean, I've only had one so far. So that's <laughs> all like, I know. Well. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Just wait. Right. I've also only done one. But you're, it's so new. Like, it's just so new and your life is so different that you're just adjusting in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And you love this thing. And it's, like, terrifying. Like, time becomes so apparent to you. Like, that was, like, so trippy to me. Like, three weeks afterwards, I was like, oh, my gosh. He is literally going to go. He's going to move out one day. I am sobbing. <laughs> like, that is so. And that's not that far. Like, I know 18 years is, like, kind of long. But I'm like, think about. <laughs> we got married eight years long. ago. I'm like, how old are you? <laughs> I mean, like, we got married eight years ago. Like, that seems just start like yesterday. By, like, time right. will just start flying by. Everyone I love is going to die. Like, the <laughs> world is going to end. Like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, time is so apparent. I'm not yeah. just, like, living this willy-dilly or mm-hmm. whatever life anymore. It's well, and shocking. now I'm, like, I look back, and I feel like my postpartum was kind of traumatic because of, like, me being re-hospitalized that I feel yeah. like it took away from— like her being in like the newborn scrunch and like the her being super tiny. So the other day I was packing up her newborn clothes because she's grown out of them and I was sobbing. That's a I was rough like, one. oh my God, she's already on like size one diapers. Like this is a oh, horrible. Oh my God. And I think it's one difficult because you're like, oh shit, time is going by so quick. And then two, you're like, wait, I can't get that back. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh fuck, I have to get pregnant again. No, it's so, it's, <laughs> get on it. it's a back and forth of like highs and lows because you're just so excited to see them grow up because every time Case hits a new milestone, like he says something, I'm like, he's never done that where he's, you know, right. done this and this. Oh my gosh. But when he got his first tooth, I sobbed because I was like, I did not appreciate his gummy smile. Like, oh. and he will never have no teeth again. <laughs> It's I mean, like maybe you, old, but I won't be here. It's like, oh my gosh, I had this like, I was like, why am I getting emotional about this? This is so stupid. Like, I'm so excited. He's right. getting teeth. He's growing up. That's so fun. But then at the same time, you do have this like, oh my gosh, I'm heartbroken. It's like you love their new milestones, but at the same time, like you kind of like get sad because mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. Like Scotty smiling. I'm like, oh my God, I love that. But then I miss the days where like she really wouldn't open her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing? I know, it's wild. Yeah. I feel like it really is nice to hear all this stuff, we were doing kind of a longer pregnancy update the other, I think it was last week on the podcast. And I genuinely wanted to cut half of it out. Like I, we were talking, I'm like, should we just cut a lot of mm-hmm. it out? Because it was, I felt like we were just like droning on talking about right. like, oh, being sick and like being pregnancy fatigued, whatever. And then I was shocked because a lot of people are commenting. They're like, thank you so much for saying all this. Like it, I don't have many friends around me who are pregnant and you guys feel like my friends. Anyway. And I was just like, Oh, that's really nice. I'm glad we didn't cut that section out just because I felt like I was like droning on or boring people. Right. I don't know. I think that obviously things are going to connect to people at different times in their life. Maybe if you're not going through, you know, any Mm -hmm. of this postpartum stuff, then it it wouldn't connect as deeply. But I feel like it's really good to share just anything you're willing, anything you're willing (laughs) to share, you know, about all of that. The other, the, the first day I took medication, I made a video 
uh, like talking about taking medication and I was crying and I'm like, I've cried on the internet before. Like this isn't yeah. anything new. And I thought I would make it and people would be like, oh my God, like just like get back into it. Like all women do it. Like we're all here somehow. Like my mom is fine. So I was kind of worried about it reaching the wrong side of TikTok where I feel like so many videos do reach the wrong side. And then the comment section was like, oh my God, I dealt with this. Like thousands and thousands of women. And it was like, why, why do we not talk about this more than? I know. And like so many people talking about being medicated during postpartum and they're like, oh my God, I finally weaned off like after a year. Like I'm feeling so much better that I can actually get off my meds. I'm like, why? I thought that I was like a rare person for like getting on meds postpartum. But then like hearing the all these one. people, I'm like, I feel so much better about this. I yeah. Know. And I feel like some of it to blame is your body's ability to wipe your memory of the right. things. Because I... Anytime I talk, like, or I hear somebody's postpartum syndrome, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. I had, like, really bad intrusive thoughts. Like, I was mm-hmm. so, I, my anxiety was at all-time high. Right. But then in general, people ask me, like, I never felt better. I never was more beautiful. <laughs> like, I had a blissful postpartum right. experience. But it's because you genuinely, like, forget all the bad stuff. And it which is kind of comforting because mm-hmm. even looking back on my first pregnancy when at the time I was like, I'm so sick. I'm like, I had no body image issues. I I felt so womanly, so beautiful. Birth was amazing. Postpartum was amazing. Like, I love being a mom. But then you, like, hear the details. You're like, yeah, I had that too. And they're like, that's horrific. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I had to get surgery on my vagina, like, two months after, get some tissue taken out. Like, they're like, wait, well, I thought you said you liked postpartum. I'm like, I did. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, like, wait, can you make up your mind? Yeah. It's funny because I did love my C-section, but it was absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Like, yeah. laying on the table, like, they were pushing down on my stomach and, like, yanking me. My husband is like, that was traumatic. And he doesn't have, like, the hormonal change after birth. So maybe that's why he remembers it more vividly. Yeah. And I was like, I would do that, like, 20 times again. Like, literally in the hospital, I was like, I, I literally want to be pregnant. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> Okay. It's like, <laughs> it's like it someone get some meds because yeah. she's not thinking. <laughs> yeah. It really tricks you. Mm-hmm. I can't believe but that's, how much. That's, I think that's almost good that woman can hear like, oh yeah, like it, it was scary, but it was the best time ever. Yeah. Because during like the recovery and pregnancy, like it is terrifying being in it. But then looking back on it, you're like, that wasn't that bad. Like I survived. Yeah. Like I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Like that it was really, the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. It really is interesting how you just, once you move on from something, you... You don't forget, but it's it is a distant memory. It. Yeah, and I even feel that way about IVF. It's like when I was going through, it, I was like, "This is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life." Oh, but yeah. again, of course, I'm like, I would do it again. Like, oh, I'm yeah. gonna yeah. probably do it again. Like, if I want to have another special kid. moments. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's rough too. Like the the first time, like didn't stick mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I have to do this next month. Yeah, like that would be a, like a hard turnaround to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So quick. But I've been thinking about because I, I kept feeling like, oh, the one of the hardest parts of IVF was that it was not guaranteed. Like it was just like tons of sacrifice, right. tons of money, tons of energy, tons of emotion. And like you just don't know if it'll like ever hoping, work. Yeah. yeah. And then like after the first one didn't work, it was even more like, oh, wow, I don't know if it'll ever. But as I've been thinking more, I'm like, that's just kind of life. Like nothing is guaranteed right. at mm-hmm. all. So it's like. Not to invalidate my own feelings, but I'm, I've just been thinking about that. Like, even as I'm pregnant, I, I have had actually, like, quite a bit of anxiety during pregnancy. Just being, like, given my journey and how much I have, you know, had to do to get here, I'm, like, now terrified of something else going wrong. So, right. I'm always very, like, okay, I hope everything's okay or whatever. And 
I don't know. It just like hit me. I'm like, is this what being a freaking mom is like? Like you're just constantly going to be <laughs> yeah, worried from the second like it absolutely. implants in your stomach. Oh, no. Absolutely. Yes. Like I think like <laughs> Amazing. I sleep. I sleep <laughs> sorry. I sleep with my hand like on her stomach yeah. sometimes just to like make sure she's breathing. Oh, yeah. I've never been more aware of like semi trucks. Like when I'm walking down the road, I'm like, what if the semi truck way over there comes over oh, yeah. here? Like how would I get my baby out of the <laughs> unbuckle him in, in time to get him like. I'm like, why? Why I'm did I just run I'm literally that? already having those thoughts, which is uh, genuinely terrifying it's me. So we were scary. on a walk the other day and I, like we were kind of on a main road and like the car, I was just mm-hmm. like very aware of how fast the cars were going. And I was like, like I don't oh. feel good. I'm like, this is like <laughs> no. freaking me out. And I'm like, oh, is this called anxiety? And you I just kind of like, I have like visions that like random things will happen where like she'll be in the bathroom. I'm like, what if her foot fell into yes. the garbage disposal and I turned it on? Yeah, the garbage <laughs> Like, no, I've had the same. Like, like, what if he reaches his hand was, in the sink? <laughs> yeah, like, like, what if he like reaches for a knife and stabs himself? What if he grabs his toy box, brings it to the kitchen, stands on the counter, finds a knife, and then jumps and off himself. with the knife in his? Hand? Yes, like it's like the wildest shit where you're just like, okay, like a plane could hit my house. Like yeah. I live like near the airport. Like you never no. know. Oh, one hundred percent. We are going to jump into an ad to talk about Macy's. Macy's is here for you guys. If you are hosting a party or a little event or whatever for the big game this weekend, Macy's has got you covered. If you need serveware, food, snacks, team jerseys, anything, you can find it all on Macy's.com. So it's really nice as you get older, even just with each event, I like to collect like one or two serveware items. You know, I don't want to go crazy for just one single event, but you know, Something's going to be up. Oh, I'm going to get a cute new little dish to hold my guacamole in or something like that. And Macy's seriously has so much stuff and you can get it in a pinch. So definitely check out Macy's. You know, we've been in our hosting eras for like probably the past year or two. We've been talking a lot more about that. We actually want to do a full episode about hosting 101 and the things that we've learned throwing little events and stuff. But it's nice, even if you're just having a few friends over, or even if it's literally just you and your partner, or you and a family member, or whatever, to, you know, get a little, have a little jersey on, get a new dish, like Chelsea mentioned, make some chips and guac, make some little sides, or have a candy dish, whatever it is, just to make little events feel a little more special. So check it all out at Macy's.com. They have literally got everything you need. They have jerseys for, you know, depending on who you're rooting for. They have food and snacks, like Chelsea mentioned, and tons and tons of different kitchen stuff. So whether you need cookware, serveware, really anything, they've got you covered. So check it out at Macy's.com. Don't even get me started on the Titanic. Going to boat? It's like moms, when they like hear about the Titanic, she's like, oh my gosh, how would I save my child? Like if we were on the Titanic, like. Oh, I would tread water and just hold. Yeah, <laughs> just hold it. She's so. like, duh. One arm. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not a D1 athlete, so <laughs> I don't have the same luxury. Oh, yeah, swimmer. He's literally half my size. I'd be like, oh my gosh. No, but. Isaac can't swim if you're talking about it. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. We're like, okay, and that's another fear of life. Fear we got to find no, I'm the baby. He's, he's on his own. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, I my know. gosh. Well, good to know that it's normal, I guess. Because, I yeah, I've already been feeling like that where I'm just like, I literally Googled. I was like, is it normal to, like, I don't even remember what I was Googling. But my Google searches for the past six months have been, if people had oh, access yeah. to them, they'd be like, yeah. are you? Well, Google was my best friend the first few weeks of postpartum. I was like, 
okay, how hot is bath water? Mm-hmm. Like, how That's hot nice. should a bottle be? Like, okay, how like how do I do this? How do I do that? Like, literally, like, on Wikipedia. Like, yes. Like, the graphics. Can I see colors of poop and what's normal, <laughs> what texture? Like, I need oh, to see real videos. No, and, like, Pinterest makes it so, like, cute. They're, like, poop colors, and it's, like, a little <laughs> <Yeah>. wheel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Vomit <laughs> colors. Is it green, yellow, or white? Like, right. How like, much spit up is too much spit up? Like uh, taking pictures of her poop to like show her pediatrician, like this is normal. Yeah. And she's like me. Yeah. She's like yeah. <laughs> I think we've oh all my done gosh. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's good to know that I'm in for even more than that because yeah, I was just <laughs> like, like the anxiety Googling. never stops. No, literally, I <laughs> no, was it like, gets better. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> like the anxiety gets better and that it becomes more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like I'm also lucky to have a lot of friends who are moms, so I can be like, like, is this normal? And they're like, yes. Right. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. You're like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my friends don't have kids and a lot of my friends are not even in the state of California. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just fuck around and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like Google. I have bought so many of those like online courses where like they teach you about like newborn stuff. Yeah. Like the newborn startle. I was like, what? Why does she look scared? Like every five seconds. No one tells you their eyes go crazy. Like the first couple weeks, you're like, she's a cross eye. I'm like, do we have to have surgery? (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I'm gonna need some courses. I was late the other day, we were laying in bed. He's like, So once we bring the baby home, it's the most terrifying feeling. Like, what like, do we do? I'm no, like, like, you I walk don't know. in the front door and you're like, <laughs> So, so you live here now. We're just all looking at each other, like, <laughs> Okay. My dog's like, Who the hell is this? <laughs> Wait, how did your dogs react to Scotty? Were they sweet? Oh, yeah, super sweet. In the first few weeks, our male dog was very attached to me when I was pregnant. He was like, okay, baby. All right. Any, anything else? Like, nope. Okay, cool. Our female dog who didn't like me during pregnancy, she is like attached to our daughter. Really? Wherever she cries, she will like jump up on the bed, like put her head like down on like her chest. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting it. Like I'm getting to it. Give me some patience. Yeah. I feel like golden retrievers are like Mm -hmm. literally the best dogs. I can't wait for her to be like running. I picture like her in little rain boots, just like running around in the mud with the dogs. And I'm just like, That'll be so fun. Do you do you hate your dogs now that you've given birth? Oh my god, I hate that. Like they're definitely don't come. No, people who say that, I'm like, do you not like your dog? (laughs) Because why did you say that, Chelsea? No, I mean it definitely changed. I I felt different about her, but I wasn't. I don't hate her. (laughs) I don't hate her. I think I don't post her as much on Instagram, and people get very concerned. They're like, "Where's Sophie?" I'm like, "She's laying in bed. She's seven years old." And I don't post my cat at all. And people are like, she died. Did you kill her? Like, yeah. did you get rid of her? I'm Did like, you kill her? No, please. she doesn't come around. Like, she I forgot me. you have a cat. Yeah. <laughs> so people like, do yeah, that. Yeah, you do neglect her. Your gasket the haters, Casey. But um, I feel like the dogs, the only time I'll like get annoyed where I didn't used to is that like Gus will like whine for attention. I'm like, shh. Yeah. Like, please don't. That's what I was going to say. Versus before I'd be like, any want or need right. she had, I'd be like, oh my gosh. I'm t- like, I will take you wherever you want to go. I'll mm-hmm. do whatever you want to do. You want to sleep under the covers? I'll get up 10 <laughs> times a night to put yep. you under. And now I'm like, I cannot do this, honey. Like, you're going to need to fend for yourself a little bit more. See, but I have anxiety about that because, I don't know, I deal with, like, empathy issues where I'm like, oh, my God, they only had one walk today. Like, I used to walk them twice. Yeah, So like now, I'm like, I said, go for a walk with them. Like, they clearly need it. So... It's just been a lot of Isaac taking care of the dogs. Oh, you know, know what I listened to? The song. It's from Toy Story 2. 
it's like it's not she used to be mine it's called like when when somebody oh. loved me uh-huh i oh, listened no. to that i listened to that i'm thinking about sophie and how now i have another baby and i oh my was, god i can get emotional right now no, <laughs> i was not okay i was like oh my gosh i used to take her everywhere with me now she's just like sees me with this baby i'm like Oh my gosh, I had to like have a sit down. I was like crying. She doesn't hear. She honestly doesn't hear. She doesn't care. hear. She's, probably, she's not deaf. Well, I mean, she can't understand me. She can't understand <laughs> English. I literally was sitting down. I'm like, I know our relationship is different now. <laughs> this is just our roles now. I'm going to be with the babies a little more. You have to take on more of a motherly role as well with him. You know, she understood. Now she's the guard dog. Now she she's good. She's now- not my baby anymore as much as she is like part of the family doing her role. I think an unpopular opinion or like this is like a different viewpoint is that I like when we lived in Vegas, the only reason I would leave my house was to walk them because they needed exercise or golden retrievers. So every morning I would go for like a two mile walk and like that became like my exercise while I was pregnant. And now I'm like, oh, they have to leave the house again. So it's gotten us out of the house multiple times where I feel like if we didn't have dogs, Mm -hmm. I would have been cooped up and like been okay with that. Like Scotty went to the beach at like eight days old. Which people would be like, oh my God, disease is like whatever. <laughs> she was fine. But I think it's been the perfect excuse to like, oh, they need to go for a walk. Like we do back bay walks like every week because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they get to get out. And then I'm like, wait, this is good for me. Yeah, it is. It is actually really nice to have a dog and feel like you have to go out and yes. walk them. Like that's how I feel too. It's like if we don't walk later, I feel very guilty. And right. so it forces me even when I don't feel like it. And or sometimes life just goes, but it is really nice for like getting outside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like I was just saying, I don't know how Lady's going to react. She's such a freaking diva. And I was telling Leif, we have to start neglecting her now. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start giving her less attention because yeah. she is literally the most spoiled. You know, she's all been our right. literal child for years now. And I'm like, she's not going to know what hits her. But I could also see, I could see getting more annoyed of her. Like, mm-hmm. once I have the baby, if she's being, like, if she's barking or being annoying, I could picture being like, okay, this is more annoying than it used to be because now I'm like, the baby's asleep or right. something. Like, Gus, whenever he wants attention, he'll, like, put his paw down. And one time he, like, scratched the baby's face and I blew up on him. And then later on I was like, oh, I'm such a fucking bad mom. Like, that's my fault. I literally went over I and I was like, Isaac, take the baby. Like, I need to leave with Gus yes. for a few minutes. Aw, I know. Oh, my God. But you learn to, like, figure it out. Yeah. I, I keep telling myself it's just better because I had maybe a borderline unhealthy relationship with my dog before where, like, the attachment Same. was, like, not okay. Where my parents yes. would be like, we need to make a plan for when Sophie dies because so Chelsea will not be okay. Like, so attached to her, so... right. Where it's like, she's probably like, dude, like, I don't mean, especially the kind of dog she is. She's just not like a lap dog, like super whatever. She's probably she's huge. smothered. Yeah. I mean, she's a mammoth. <laughs> yeah, she's a mammoth. mammoth, of course. <laughs> and so now I feel like I have a more healthy animal human relationship with her where I appreciate our bond. I appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, that she's in our family. She's part of our pack. But I'm not like crying about her death every single night (laughs) she's still here yeah she's still here exactly (laughs) Isaac grew up on a farm so he didn't when he was like oh you want a dog like where will we keep it we don't have a yard (laughs) where's the barn like in bed sleeping in our bed (laughs) what do you mean between us yeah so he always looked at animals as like oh it's an animal now he's like okay that's our literal Mm -hmm. child yeah like I gave birth to these two dogs and the baby (laughs) exactly (laughs) but yeah well what's what's next for you guys you guys are moving to Texas very soon right yeah, we're moving to Texas for a few months, which I'm excited about, but it's definitely going to be a change. And it's like, oh, I have to already say bye to the house. I like brought my baby home in. So that's yeah. an emotional thing. But we're renovating the house. 
people don't really understand that like us owning two houses, but I grew up in Michigan where you're like, rich. We, we're basically like <laughs> what's we, not what's I'm not like, clicking. We have so much stuff we needed to. <laughs> but I grew up in Michigan where people had lake houses, so maybe it's more common like in the Midwest. But we got a house in the middle of nowhere, Texas. I always say Dallas because that's like the closest city, but it's quite a bit from Dallas. It literally is in the middle of nowhere. Like the nearest coffee shop is 20 minutes. Mm. So we're really going out there. But we just wanted like a house that was like a getaway. We wanted to like keep for a long time, like spend holidays, like when the NFL is done. And so with us renovating our house here in California, we were like, okay, are we going to get like pay rent in Orange County? Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And you're renovating. <laughs> That's really oh, fun yeah, to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, that would suck. You're stupid if you do that. No. That's just a really irresponsible thing me. to do. You're telling I'm like, me. Yeah, so we bought a whole new house. <laughs> so we didn't have to pay rent. No. But we were planning to do this. And we just wanted, like, we, we, ha he has been the NFL. So like, we do have money that we want to give back to our families in a way. So like having a house that everybody could always go to, or like, if anybody needs to like, wants to move in there, like they totally can. And just having like a place for our families to gather. So we ended up getting a house in Texas and we'll be living there for until our house is done here. And then oh, we'll, nice. we'll once the NFL is done, we'll just kind of move back, not really move back and forth, but like we'll visit Texas a lot. Yeah, that's so nice. It'll be really nice. Do you yeah. know how long it's going to take to renovate? They said nine months. So I'm assuming a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, our permits took so long to get. Same. Approved. And then. We've like actually started a little more on actual progress and stuff now, but people are like, maybe it'll be done by the time the baby comes. I'm like, girl, you're like, <laughs> it's yeah. not gonna be close. Because like, are you working with contractors? It will, it will probably be somewhat close, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But they had originally told me like four to six months for the stuff we wanted to do. But then we decided to do an addition, and they're like, okay, probably six oh. to eight months. But like, we haven't even really started. started. So I'm like, Ooh. yeah. It's going to be a minute. And you're like, okay. And you guys uh, aren't like living in there. So I don't know, like, why have they not started? You're because like, the permits. Because oh, the permits. Like, we're changing so okay. many structural things. Yep. And we're trying to go about it the, like, honest, right way. Because technically, right. you could maybe start doing stuff without permits. But then your contractor could get in trouble or, like, it right. could just not be good. Or and, just like, a lot of fines. Yeah, yeah. Fines or things like they do something and then, like, For the contractor the, do, the does something. The took the longest time. I think yes. it took, like, six months. Yes. It took, it's been, like, five months. Sheesh. So that's really fun to have to be paying like Double. literally for a house that's just empty. And like yeah, just sitting there. Our neighbors were like, oh, make sure that like, you know, because it kind of looks almost abandoned because like we're, you know, right. we don't live there. Obviously, they're you know, like, you want to be careful because people could like break squat. in or what squat. I'm like, where are they going to sleep? I'm like, this would be worse than outside. I'm not kidding. It's like destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Literally they can destroyed. find a better house to squat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, I truly believe they can do better. They're going to literally sleep in the hole in the ground. Like it is <laughs> so destroyed right now. So anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Maybe our houses will be done around the same time. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I'm really excited. It. It's funny because we've been like thinking to renovate this house since we bought it. But, like, the permits took a long time. So now that it's taken so long, I'm like, oh, I want to change this now. I want to change this. They're like, like, six more months for the permits. You're I'm like, like <laughs> I don't know. I'm literally going every which way to, like, we were thinking about, like, raising the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they were like, oh, that's going to have to, like, resubmit for permits. I'm like, oh, never mind. Like, let's yeah. just add skylights. Mm -hmm. And so, like, random things like that. But I'm starting to change my mind. I'm like, are these trends going to be out of style by the time literally, I do this? It's been so, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. That would be hard. It's, well, your houses are, I mean. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you want to do, but like it really is already 
So the gray so nice. floors. You talk about the gray floors. Yeah. I hate the gray floors. You have gray floors in yours? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. You covered them well because I didn't realize that. <laughs> I added a bunch of like beige wood furniture, but that's what I'm That's trying like to the do. number one thing that I made me hate that house. Mm. Out, like when, before we even started renovating, I was like, maybe we should just switch them out while we live in it. And I was like, was like that's a waste of money. I'm like, ah, oh, okay, the gray floors. So. Yeah. When I, I don't know if we already talked about this, but when I told you I was pregnant, like the phone, like I'm like recording her and then we hug and it like goes down. And it's just like the gray floors. Like Chelsea's talked about how she hates her gray floors. <laughs> and people were commenting like, love the floors. Like literally in the video, it's like us crying and hugging and it's just like us talking and it's just the floor. And that was before Great I had, shot. now I have rugs galore. My husband is like, why do we have so many rugs in here? Like, like there's just a shot. rug that comes to the door. I'm like, I-, I hate these floors. Like, we literally have to have a rug everywhere because I don't want to look at the floor. No, that's exactly what I did. And I, I think I just put a lot of stuff in the walls to, like, make people not look at the floor. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely have gray floors. Yeah, what the heck? I, I really did not notice that. And mm-hmm. I, that surprised me because I feel like I would You would have criticized that. them in your I'm head. Like, yeah, I, I would have really judged you and not— I would <laughs> have been spent like, time oh, another home. peasant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm in good company. <laughs> Another millennial. Right. <laughs> oh, I truly, yeah, you did you did something right. Well, anything else that we want to talk about? It's been, we've already been chatting for a long time. Well, no, just plug yourself. If they are, are already They already you. came from, from Allie. <laughs> Allison Kuja. We're going to give you all... a lot of followers. So. <laughs> I'm excited. Just you wait. It's funny. Um, I, You guys talked about me in an episode like a year ago. And I remember a friend of mine, she was like, oh my God, they talked about you. And you were like, I'm like, more famous than them. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Like, have you seen how many followers I have? I was like, no. And then I just, I refused to, like, I used to listen to every episode. And I was like, I'm not listening to that. That's so cringy to like listen to someone talk about me. It's like full circle though. I'm like finally on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I know. And are you, uh, wait, is this a, are you going to still do your podcast eventually? Or is that, yeah, should we so, not be talking about that? It's <laughs> like, should we? Oh did we quit? Sunday Sports Club podcast. Just took a little break because got to wait for the meds to kick <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you guys like sports, definitely come and listen over there. It's such um, a good idea. Mm-hmm. Such I'm a trying good to get love hot girls on. in sports. She just oh. hasn't responded. <laughs> so weird. Can you imagine? You wait, has um, this is my last question for you. Has Kristen Yusek ever made you something? No, she have, hasn't. Do you know who, like, yeah. have you seen her stuff? Her outfits she are needs to. insane. She needs to make you something. I know. I'm like... Hey, make me something for the Super Bowl. I don't care about your outfit for the Super Bowl. Make me something. <laughs> I hope you're not busy. Did you see she just got like a deal with the NFL? Yeah, so I think that's cool. so incredible. The NFL social media team is, it's run by a bunch of women, which is really, Slay. Yeah, yeah, really funny. That's why it's good. Yeah. That's, but why, it's good. <laughs> yeah. that's why I laugh yeah. when I see it. It's really cool. Some of the things that like they're pushing for that I feel like the like owners or like the commissioner like would be like girls in here what yeah, are they doing literally yeah so it's really cool to see like a trendy group of women running the nfl socials and like that she got to like now she gets to sell her own clothes so yeah wait i love that mm-hmm. i know so have you seen her stuff i don't i don't know the name but uh-uh. maybe i you, have seen it like taylor swift wore, wore one of her like padded jackets okay, or yeah, puffer yeah. jackets mm-hmm. She's, she does like really cute i designs. did see that and she makes them all she's so cute that's cool it's insane i'm like how do you make I mean, obviously, she has, like, a sewing machine, but... Yeah. No, like, I know. She's got talent, so. This is bringing... To close it all off, I just love how it's bringing, you know, a lot of men and women together. Because I will be... <laughs> I'm like, have you ever heard of Kristen Usek? And he's like, oh, Juice? I'm like, what? Oh, like, like her, oh, her husband. husband. The yeah. reason that people know she is because he's in the NFL. He's extremely talented. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, I don't know who Juice is. He's like so talented. I'm like, but Kristen makes clothes. Right, or like Olivia Culpo. And you're like, yes. 
Oh, or he's uh, like, oh, Christian. He got me so many points on fantasy. I'm like, yeah, but Olivia. Cole. Like, have you seen her outfit? <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> seems exactly. like she's winning. <laughs> like, yeah. Are there any like series about like NFL wives? There used to be one. It was called Wags. It was on E Network. It was horrible. Really? It was. It I feel was like so, so much fake. potential there. There is. There's a lot of potential. But people can just tune into your TikTok instead. Yeah, yeah. It's much better. Obviously. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. That was very fun. You'll have to come back. Maybe if you can afford the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe once the house we'll is done, we'll have to save up again back for the next <laughs> This was interview. a really expensive interview for us, so we'll do our best. But if you guys want to watch on YouTube, we didn't even mention that, but you can watch on YouTube. It's What We Said Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. It's also at What We Said Podcast for any updates or if you want to be involved in any future episodes. We love you guys so much. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Bye. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.